have you ever made plans, right? Like you, you set out to do something and along the way, they either failed or change, right? And, and it could be something um, just a little bit silly. I know my kids uh, last summer, you know, several of them were going to like learn six languages and why they were outside of school. And it's kind of like, yeah, good for you. You encourage them knowing that, that that's not really going to happen. And, and that's okay. Um, but sometimes, you know, we're really well-meaning and, and they may be reasonable plans. I know for me um, in 2012, um, I was still struggling in addiction. I wanted my life to change. I, I didn't have a lot um, financially. I was in poverty. Um, I'd went through some different things that had encouraged me that I really need to change my season of life. And so I set out to start a business. That's a good thing, right? And, And along the way, God blessed it in spite of my constant sin and my constant failure. And, and year after year, my business grew into something that was more than adequate to care for my family. And what a blessing, what a good thing. Well, along the way, something else happened. God ministered to me. God grew my heart. Um, God begin to give me God thoughts as we call them around here, right? Speak to my situation. And, and about five years ago, I came to a crossroads or six years ago, somewhere around then. And, and it was such a significant point in my life, right? Because here I am and, and God had clearly blessed and given me the ability to do this in this business. And I could see that in this season of life. And at the same time, I heard this voice that was saying, it's time to let go of it. Right? It's time to do something different. And that voice was leading me personally into ministry. And it was so hard for me in that moment to, to take what I had literally poured my blood, sweat, and tears into building and to be obedient to God in that moment. But sometimes that's what takes place. Now, as I was doing this, it's really funny, as I was presenting this, um, this to my family and people who knew me really well, um, my life didn't line up with the vision that God had given me at that moment. Again, even though he'd blessed me here, I was still struggling in things that that would keep me from fulfilling this call God had placed on my life. And, And people were discouraging me. People that were close to me that loved me. They didn't mean anything by it, right? But they're just like, I just, I don't know here. Like you say that God's leading you to ministry, but um like you know, you just don't live the type of life that, that says that. You're, you're not doing the type of things that says that. And, and I had to, in that moment, I had to reconcile something. I had to reconcile who I would listen to, what voice I would follow, and, and if God was really speaking to me or not. Because first and foremost, I had never had any desire to be in ministry until that moment, right? I had, had never had a desire to speak, to do any of these things. I wasn't raised in church. I'd never even read my Bible through. None of the things, I hadn't been to, to Bible college. I didn't even graduate high school. And so I'm faced with all these things. And so here I am in this situation and it's like, is this God's voice or God's clearly given me this? What should I do? What should I follow, right? And, and the thing that I, I really had to reconcile in the end was I believe this to be God. And so what I wanna talk about tonight is, is leading, or not leading, following God's leading, right? Listening to his voice and not making plans on our own. Like I had, I had great plans, right? I was gonna be wealthy. It was gonna be great. And God had other plans. Not that I'm, I love what I get to do, right? But it wasn't apparently to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and have this huge sign business and to do these things that I thought it was that, that eventually I came to this crossroad where I had to choose. Am I gonna follow God in this moment or am I gonna follow my flesh? And so we need to learn to do that, to discern God's voice. And so the title of tonight's message is God willing. 
And what I want to talk to us about is the importance of making plans that map out God's will for your life, not our own. Because that's what we tend to do. That's what I tend to do is, is I get grand visions, right? I get, I get ambition. I get desire. I get leading. And it, some of them aren't bad things. And so what do you do with the good things? The same thing you do with the bad, right? We need to pray. We need to discern. We need to make sure that we're following God in, in all that we do. And, and my desires before, there was nothing wrong with them. Right? There's nothing wrong with having a business, being successful, doing those things. But there's something wrong with not following God when, when you clearly hear his voice. And there's something wrong with not seeking his voice in every situation, especially as we begin to plan out our lives. And so as we start tonight, I want us to start again in the book of James. Um, the last couple of weeks I've been in there, I've just spent a lot of time in it. It's really been speaking to me lately. But again, James, he was the half-brother of Jesus. Um, he later um, became the leader of the church in Jerusalem, right? He was not a follower of Jesus in the beginning. But um, how many of you know if your brother predicts his own death and resurrection and pulls it off, that you're going to probably change the way you think about him and listen to the things that he had to say? And so James, he fell into that category. And so in James chapter 4, starting in verse 13, I want us to, to hear what he has to say about making plans. And it starts this way. It says, look here, you who say, today or tomorrow, we are going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It is here a little while and then it's gone. I want to pause right there. And so what James is pointing out is, is those who make plans, those who look to the future, listen here. Now, does, does James have an issue with planning your life? No. Does God have an issue with us planning for the future? Absolutely not. But, but what he is directing us to is those of us who do it outside of God's direction, outside of God's leading. The end of that there is this, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. He continues in verse 15. He says, what you ought to say, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. If the Lord wants us to, right? It's that, that saying, God willing. My grandma said it all the time when we were growing up and, and I had no idea what she meant when I would hear it. It's like, what, what are you talking about, God willing? It's just, if, if I'm willing, right? It's what I want to do. And, and there's just a distinction, a recognition there that when people have that mindset, what, what they're saying is not that I'm not going to plan, I'm not going to think about tomorrow, that, that I'm always going to think of it in the context of what does God desire me to do with, with today, with tomorrow, with next week, with a year down the road, five years down the road. And we can get so caught up in what's going on in our lives, in our world, that, that we fail to do that. It's so easy to get swept in the rush of life. Like we're so busy and, and things are happening like that. How often do you take the time to take a step back and to pray about what's going on? It's not just something we do when we're faced with difficult situations and opposition. It's something that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to lead in every aspect of our life, our recovery, our plans for the future, what you would do, what you wouldn't do, that it needs to be done through that lens, that mindset. And that's what James is saying here. Again, what you ought to say if the Lord wants us to. 
And if the Lord wants you to, you've got to know the Lord's voice. You've got to know where to look for direction from him. You've got to know how to allow him to lead in your life. And he, um, <laughs> it's just, again, it's so just incredible to me. And so I just imagine, so you look at James' life, right? He, he led the church in Jerusalem. And so here James was, he was a good Jewish boy, right? He came from a good Jewish family. And I can't imagine that when he was growing up, when, when he was a, a young boy, that he looked at his older brother in Jesus and said, one day I'm gonna lead people to worship you. One day that, that I'm gonna dedicate the rest of my life, the rest of my days to directing people to you. And James had to be open to God. He had to be open to what God was doing. He had to be willing to change his plans, now, again, on a small scale, I had to be willing to do the same thing, right? I had, I had work. I had an investment in, in something. And I had to be willing to set it down. We all have to be willing to have that type of obedience. And even with James, I was reminded of Mark 3, 20 through 21. There was a time that, that Jesus' family came to get him. The disciples, they were busy. Jesus was busy. They were being overwhelmed. And Jesus' family showed up for him. And this is when his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind, they said. And so this is Jesus' family at a time in his ministry. And this family, James is a part of, he later changes everything to step up and lead. Why? Because he was willing to follow God's leading. He had a mindset of God willing, right? To change and shift his entire paradigm, to shift his entire belief and, and allow it to be focused wholly on God's desire for his life. That, that even though I'm absolutely certain that he had a plan moving forward, he was willing to abandon that plan to follow God's will for his life. God willing, and so in James 4, 16 through 17, it says, otherwise you are boasting about your own pretentious plans. All such boasting is evil. Remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. And so he said, what you ought to say, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. And if you don't do that, you're boasting. You're, you're, you've fallen into pride you're falling into arrogance. And James even goes so far to point out that, that even if you're doing the right thing, the good thing, it's the wrong thing if it's not what God would have you to do. And so I go, I go back to my own experience, my own life, my own story, that, that when I came to that crossroad and, and I so wanted to continue to build what God had given me, what I invested so much time into, that, that I had undeniably heard God's voice saying, you need to take a right. And as much as I wanted to go left, and even though there's nothing wrong with doing that for anyone else, it would have been wrong for me because I knew what God wanted me to do. God wanted me to lay it down. God wanted me to pursue him differently. And, and because I knew that, I fell into this category that I could no longer in good conscience move in that direction because I'd be outside of God's will. Again, there's nothing wrong with, with what I was going to do except the fact that it wasn't what God wanted me to do. And so we need to, again, bring our lives into that context and recognize that it's not always about what we're doing. Sometimes it's about what we're not doing. And if you're not following God's leading in your life, if your plans are not his plans, then you've fallen into this area that James is discussing here. It's a sin not to do what you know you ought to do. And so how do we discern 
God's will for our life? How do we listen to his, his leading? What do we do in those moments? Point number one tonight is this. We need to learn to know God's voice. We need to learn to know God's voice. There, there's a lot of voices in our world. They're, they're vying for your attention. They're directing you. There's lots of people that that are always willing to step up and counsel us and tell us what we should do and what we shouldn't do. But what we have to learn to do is learn to know God's voice in our lives, God's voice in our situation, because that's the one that needs to lead us. That's the one we need to follow. In John 10, 26 through 27, it says this, but you don't believe me because you're not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. This is Jesus talking here. And what he's saying, it, it, my sheep, they know me and follow me because they're mine. And so when it talks about, when we talk about, we have to learn to know God's voice. We have to be God's children, right? We have to be a part of his flock. And so it starts with that. And I get this, there's some of you in here that, that haven't made that decision. You, you're, you don't follow Jesus. You're still on the fence about it. You don't know. And, and I get that. I hope you'll get there. But for the rest of us that have made that decision where our lives, our recovery, everything is centered around Jesus, it starts with that recognition of who Jesus is. And I want, I want to point this out, that, that when we talk about being Jesus' children, his sheep, it's more than I raised my hand in church one day and, and I, I, oh yeah, God, I'm gonna follow you. That when we look at it, it's believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord. That if we wanna know God's voice, we have to be sons and daughters of God, which means we have to follow Jesus. And if we follow Jesus, we need to recognize his authority. Again, confess with our mouth, believe with our heart that Jesus is Lord. Lord is, is an authority figure. And so if you raised your hand one day and you just lived your life the same way that you were always gonna live it, then you don't know God's voice because you never decided to follow him in the first place. All you did was an act in church and said, oh, that's me. But you didn't submit to his authority, right? You didn't recognize, you didn't, you didn't hear, you didn't hear what, what your heart should have been pronouncing to the world in that moment. Again, we need to confess with our mouth, believe with our heart that, that Jesus is Lord and recognize that authority. And in that moment, we can begin to hear and discern God's voice. But we have to be sons and daughters of God, we have, to, we have to be bought in completely. We have to be filled with his spirit to begin to follow him in the different areas of our lives. Um, Billy Graham, he wrote this. He said, the authors of scripture made it clear that God was speaking to them um, and through them. More than 3,000 times they said, thus saith the Lord. And so we need to learn God's voice, which starts with being believers. But as we begin to, to kind of work this out, we, we learn God's voice through God's word. I wanna share with you at a 2 Timothy 3.16. It says this, all scripture, say all scripture. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is right, right? It teaches us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it in, uh, to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And so we need to learn to know God's voice, but we also have to pick up his word because that's what he's speaking to us through. It starts with the recognition of who he is. And if we recognize that Jesus is Lord, then we need to pick up his word and learn to 
know his voice and begin to read it and recognize what it's for. Like it's useful to teach us what is true, right? As we're moving forward and we're faced with these crossroads in these areas in our lives, you need to know what's right and wrong, right? And you may be faced with a decision that looks right and looks right. It's not always an issue of morality, right? It's not always, well, the world says this is bad, so I know that it's bad. Sometimes we're faced with things that are deeper. Like I said, I was faced with a situation, both choices looked right. But I had to know God's word. I had to know God's voice. It had to be in, in my heart enough for me to be able to hear and listen and recognize the direction that I should go. And so all scripture is inspired by God. It's the word of God. Right? God's word Amen. was written and given to us. And so we need to, to learn God's voice, which means we need to learn God's word. And it's useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what's wrong in our lives. I love that it, it's, it's used to, to reveal things, areas of brokenness, areas of hurt, areas of needed growth. So we can, again, make plans that line up with God's plans. God willing. And, and if God's gonna be the one that leads and directs us, we have, to, we have to endeavor to hear him, to listen to him and to follow him. As it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people for every good work. And so we, so we learn to know God's voice. We learn to know God's voice through God's word. If, you, if you're not reading God's word, how's he ever gonna speak to you? If you're not picking up your Bible, how do you know if it's the world's voice or God's voice, right? How, how can you tell the difference if you, if you don't know what he would say, if you don't know what he, would, what he sounds like? I mean, that's the thing that we've got to learn. That's the thing that we have to put deep within our heart. Otherwise, somebody will come along and they'll say something that sounds real nice. And you'll fall into that trap and, and you'll follow them down the wrong path unless, unless you've, you've studied and you've learned and, and you've planted it in your heart. And so... You know God's voice, now what? Point number two is this, make sure it's the loudest voice in every decision. Make sure it's the loudest voice in every decision. And so as, as I was facing that decision in my, my own story, right? Whether to, to go right, follow God, or, or go to the left and, and do my own thing. Again, I told you, there, there were a lot of voices in my life at that time telling me that I was wrong. And my sister's been showing up. I like to pick on her a lot. My, my younger sister, she was one of those voices. She looked at me, and in all fairness, she knew exactly what I was doing day in and day out. And I mean, she, she, called, she called bull on me in that moment. She's like, this, this can't be it, right? And, and so I was, I was faced with, with somebody, here's somebody who loves me, who's always looked out for me, who's always had my best interests at heart every step of the way, that she always wanted what was best for me, whether I wanted to listen to it or not. And here in this moment, in this situation, I'm, I'm faced with a choice. Do, do I listen to this person who I know loves me or, or do I listen to what, what I know to be true here? And, and there were two voices, two great voices, but, but one knew better for me. And I had to make that voice the loudest, even though it looked impossible. I mean, God was telling me I, I was going to lead things, to do things, to teach things that I didn't even know at the time. And, and this seemed impossible, but I had to reconcile again, is this God's voice? I had to know God's voice from the beginning. And, and as I knew it to be his, I had to make it the loudest because there were so many people saying, you, you can't do this. 
I remember a conversation with my dad, and, and, and I love my dad. My dad's a good man, and he said this. He said, you know you're not going to make any money. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good recognition. I had six kids. That's a good thing to think about. But I had to trust God's telling me. God, God's leading me. And you'll face things in your own life. Not every decision is going to be so black and white. And again, you've got you've to learn God's voice. And you've got to make it the loudest because you'll face things that try to convince you this can't happen. I know God's telling you that, but that's impossible. He, he can't make a way that big. You, you, you've messed up too much. This is too big of an ask or whatever it may be. But you've got to make sure that, that the voices in the world aren't drowning out what, what he's calling you to do, what he's leading you to. And so I want to share with you again out of James. This is James 1, starting in verse 19. And it says this, um, it says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your life. And so um, I, I heard that a lot um, in my life because I've been an angry person. And, and so I've learned to just to recognize that scripture is, this is what people use to chastise me when I'm screwing up. But as it continues, it says this, um, and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts. And so here's this thing, be slow, slow to speak, quick to listen, right? Slow to get angry. And then as he kind of drawing this out and humbly accept the word God planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. And so that word that, that he's talking about right there is God's word, right? His, his written word, what we learned about in Timothy there, that all scripture is inspired by God. It's useful to teach us what is true and to help us to realize what is wrong. It's that word right there that he's talking about here in James. And that word should be planted in our hearts for it has the power to save your souls, right? But it goes on and he says in verse 22, but don't just listen to God's word. Don't just listen. No, you must do what it says. Again, you, you must make it the loudest voice. I can't, I can't tell you how many times personally that, that I've known what God wants me to do, that I've heard, I've recognized and decided to do my own thing. I heard God's word and it was meaningless to my life because it wasn't the loudest voice. Mine was. My flesh, my desire, my plans what I wanted to do. And because of that, all of this in that moment was for nothing. All of God's word that was written was for nothing. It made no impact, no bearing because it wasn't the loudest voice. And you'll be faced with situations. You may be in a season of life right now where you know what God would want you to do and you've convinced yourself, yeah, but God's forgiving. He is. Oh, God's full of grace. Absolutely. But you're not allowing God's word to be planted in your heart and to do what it's supposed to do, to shape and transform you. We're not called to bend God's word. It's, it's meant to bend us. Like we can't, we can't force it around our lives. That, that's not what it is. It's meant, it's meant to shape and to mold us, right? We need to, to know God's voice. And many of us do. I mean, 
for Christ's sakes, we're, we're in the Bible belt. I mean, scriptures are everywhere. I was giving people a hard time last week. People got it tattooed on them out here, right? But, but what, what does that mean? Unless it's molding and shaping and bending us by being the loudest voice, the only voice, the only lens, that, that every plan, every step needs to be directed by it. Otherwise, it's meaningless. And he goes on and he says this. He says, you must do what it says. Otherwise, say otherwise. Otherwise, otherwise you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you. Say bless you. Bless you, bless you for doing it. That, that we're, we're faced with, with a decision, right? We all come to these crossroads in different times, different situations, different decisions. And we've got to have that, God, that mindset of, of God willing, right? Not, not, not Aaron's will, not, not your will, but, but God's will. God willing in this moment. Am I going to recognize what, what he would have me to do? Or is God's word useless in my life? Is it meaningless? You've got to make it the loudest voice. You've got to make it louder than, than culture, maybe louder than people that love you. Some of those people may have your best intentions at heart. They, they may want what's best for you, but, but only one person knows tomorrow, right? And that's God. O only one knows next week, next year. And so as we're planning out our lives, as we're planning out our day, as we're moving forward, we've got to know God's voice and we've got to make sure it's the loudest in every decision. And lastly, we need to recognize that, that it's not a one and done, right? Uh, it's again, Going on the same story I've been using, you know, God, God called me to ministry. He called me to, to children's ministry. That was very clear. That, that was God's leading, God's direction. And here's what I learned moving forward just in this context. That was not a forever thing. God did not want me to die as a children's pastor. Thank goodness, right? Um, and, and so sometimes we, we hear God's voice in, in a season, in a situation, and then we stop searching, we stop seeking, right? And, and we think, oh, that was it. I followed God. I took the step that he wanted me to take. No, it's, and then it's what's next, God. What, what would you have me to do? We can't stop short of God's plan. And he gives it to us in pieces. If God gave me the end, you know where I would try to go? The end. And I would miss all the steps in between. And I have a feeling I'm not unique in that, right? That's, that's human nature, right? That, that if you say, here's $100, now take all these steps. I'm like, ah, I got the $100, man. What do I, what do I need to do that for? You, you've given that to me. And I think God recognizes that in our lives. I would be so distracted if I knew what was next for me. I've got to be right now in the moment. I've got to be obedient now. And I've got to be completely 100% bought in to, to this. And at the same time saying, God, speak to me. God, lead me. God direct me. And when it's time, God's time, God willing, he'll open the next door 
the next window. He'll reveal the next step so I can be obedient in that. Otherwise, I'll be distracted. Otherwise, I'll be led astray. Otherwise, I won't be able to, to fulfill what he's asked me to fulfill, to accomplish what he's asked me to accomplish. And so we need to recognize that we need to continually seek his direction in every season. Continually seek his direction in every season. In, in, the, in the bad times, we get this, but in the good times too, that even if God's led you to a great place, a great season, a great situation, don't close yourself off to him and to what's next. Continually seek him in every season. Um, First Chronicles 28, 9, um, this is King David. He's talking to his son, Solomon. It's at the end of his reign. Solomon's coming to that season where he's gonna be taken over and he gives him this message and I love it. And it says, and Solomon, this is David talking here. He says, and Solomon, my son, learn to know um, the God of your ancestors intimately. And so that's kind of like our first point there, right? Learn to know God's voice. He's telling, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. And to me, that, that looks a lot like make sure he's the loudest voice in, in your life, right? And he goes on, he says, for the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. And so I want you to pause on that for just a moment. Like the things that you're planning on doing, it's not lost on God. But, but stop asking God to co-sign on your crap, okay? Like that, that's what we do and we fail. We go to him and say, God, I came up with this. Like, get on board with me. No, we need to go to him first. God, what would you have me to do? Intimately get to know him with your whole heart and mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. And then it says, if you seek him, you will find him. If you seek him, you will find him. It's a lot easier to seek God on the front end of what we're doing rather than to try to get him on board with something where we've already failed and made a mistake and then we're asking him to rescue us. Again, it's a lot easier to say, God, should I step here? Is this you? No, here, all right. Rather than blowing our leg off on a landmine and saying, God, where were you? No, seek him and you'll find him. If you forsake him, he will reject you forever. And so we need to continually seek God in every season. Matthew 6, says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything, right? Everything you need, everything you need. Maybe not everything you want, but everything you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, but it's a continuous thing, not a one and done. Continually seek God in every situation, every season. Matthew 7, 7 through 8 says, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be open. And so as we move forward, you know, there's, there's things that, that I pray for in my life, right? And I, I hope that you do too. And, and here's the thing, again, as I'm praying for five years down the road, God, God opens a door here. I keep praying for that. But the doors that God's opening and the things that he's doing are often so much closer. And it's so easy to get discouraged. God, God I'm praying for financial stability. Why are you doing this over here? Because this is gonna lead to that. Uh, so we gotta be obedient here, learn to know his voice, know to follow him, even if it doesn't look like 
what we want it to. Recognize that we don't know what tomorrow will hold. We don't, we don't know what it'll bring. That, that our life is like a fog, right? Here this morning, gone this afternoon, that, that we need to recognize that as we're praying for these things, as we're seeking these things down the road, allow God to move in this and be obedient, be faithful. And little by little, he'll move. Little by little, he'll open doors and, and do things that, that we, we may not recognize, we may not want, we may not see, but trust that God is faithful and, and approach everything with that mindset of, if God willing, then, then, I'll, then I'll be obedient here. If, if God wants me to set this down, I'll set it down. If God wants me to show up here, this is where I'm gonna show up. Whatever that may be, just trusting that, that he'll lead you to his perfect plan, his perfect purpose, not yours. And so to recap tonight, point number one is this, learn to know God's voice. Learn to know God's voice. That, that means you may have to open your Bible. All right, I mean, I get it. You, you just wanna show up here. You, you just want to... <laughs> You just want me to tell you, you want Pastor Rick to tell you, no, you have to learn it. You've got to have relationship. You've got to lean in. You've got to know his voice. I can't tell you what he sounds like in your life. And so you're going to have to, again, you have to do the work. Begin a relationship with him. Number two, make sure it's the loudest voice in every decision. You're going to be faced with opposition. And this is what I know to be true, that the more, the more I seek God, the more the world wants to come against me, right? The more that I want to be obedient to him, the more I have people telling me I should do something else, that it doesn't make sense or, or whatever. Just make sure it's the loudest voice. First, make sure that you know it, that you know it, that somebody's not telling you what God's saying to you, that you know God's voice. And then make sure it's the loudest voice in every decision. And number three, continually seek his direction in every season. It's, it's not a one and done, right? It's, it's daily, daily. Pick, pick up your cross daily. Continue to seek him and search him every day. Even if you got what you wanted yesterday, right? He's got something for you today. Continually search and seek him. And so... All of this that we talked about tonight, um, it, it hinges on a relationship with Jesus. And so if you're in here tonight and you don't have that, then, then again, we, we started that meeting. You can't know God's voice because you're not one of his sheep. You know, when we go back to John, my sheep know me. They listen to me. They know my voice. I know them. They follow me. And so you've got you've to follow him in that, in that moment in, in your life, you've got to be submitted to him. You've got to recognize that he's Lord. And so if you're in here tonight and you've never made that decision, it's time. The time is now. And so that's by realizing that you can't save yourself and, and, and accepting the fact that he's the only one that can save you. By believing that Jesus was the son of God, that he lived and died so that you could be saved and forgiven. And then by making him Lord, confessing his authority in your life. And so this, that's where it all begins. And so if you're in here tonight, here in just a moment, at the end of service, we're gonna have some men and women up front who would, who would love to, to lead you in a prayer into a relationship with Jesus. And so if that's you here at the end of service, I want to encourage you to step out of your seat and to come down front. And number two, maybe you've done that before. Maybe you've gotten off track. 
maybe, maybe you, you messed up. I get it. I've messed up. I've been there. It's never too late to come back. And so maybe you need to recommit tonight. And so if that's you, the same offer stands that, that here in just a moment, we're going to have some people down here at the front that would love to pray with you and for you so that you can recommit and, and come back home. And then maybe you're in here and, and God's just been dinging something. Like you recognize that I've been making my own plans, that I've been doing my own thing, that, that I've been Lord of my life, that Jesus hasn't. And there's something that you need to lay down tonight. Then I want to encourage you to come down and pick up one of our white ships. There's nothing special about these, but there's something special about that act of faith that when we, when we follow his leading, when we come down, recognizing that you're going to hand that over, that's significant. And so if that's you, then again, here in just a moment, I want to encourage you to come down to pick up one of these chips. And it's, there's a blank space on it. You can write down today's date. You can write down what it is. But you're just recognizing that, that I'm going to lay that at the foot of the cross. I'm going to give that over to him. And then lastly, maybe you're in here and you just need prayer. That you're like, I just, I just need somebody to journey with me. Well, I want you to know this, that, that we want to pray with you. We want to pray for you, that this is a house of prayer. And so if you just need prayer tonight, then we want, to, we want to pray with you. And so for any of those things, to accept Jesus for the very first time, to recommit, to pick up a white chip, or just to receive prayer, we, we want to encourage you to come down front. And if you're sitting here and you're like, there's no band behind him, he's crazy. I get it. Some people had to take off. And so service is going to be just a little bit differently. And so my chip prayers and huggers, if you guys could come down front now, um, we're going to play just, we're going to play just a little bit of instrumental music. And, and we're going to give you the opportunity just in this moment in God's presence to, to step out of your seat and, and to come down and to receive what God has for you. And so um, just in this moment, again, allow him to speak to you, allow him to use you and just to impact your life tonight.